Welcome back to the John Saunders Memorial Fantasy Football League podcast. This week we have uh, Dan Hammond, owner of the Hennessy Volunteers, on today's show. How are we doing? How's one and four feel? Um, Leonard Fournette's looking good for you tonight. How do you feel at this point in the season with uh, nine games left, including this week? I'm optimistic because I could realistically just go 10 and 4. Uh, I believe in my team. I learned some things Yikes. about some of my players. Cole Beasley is the main guy I'm talking about here. Yeah. Refuses to get the shot, which is fine. Which Whatever. is definitely, it's like, you know, again, the NFL is not as, you know, vocal, you know, about these things as, you know, the NBA is. But Cole Beasley is definitely being, like, vax shunned right yeah, now. Sure, sure. Like, he had one target with one catch last week. I get it. I get it. I'll, we play a PPR league. I love wide receivers. Cole Beasley, just letting the fucking guy down. But it's all right. Been in some close games. Played some good competitors, except Poochie. Um, <laughs> love the uh, love the subtle shot. I mean, when you say that, you are you know what is that sixth in scoring, uh, seventh in scoring. So I mean, you're right in the middle of the league. Um, negative point differential. So you had a pretty hard schedule, if not the hardest. Uh, you've had the hardest schedule through six weeks. I mean, how are you? How are you planning on weathering this? And you know, especially if this plans on continuing. But you know, assumingly it doesn't, right? Like your schedule is going to ease up as you start playing the non non divisional schedule. You know, teams like you know Pucci again. Um, you know. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I get it. Uh, best best league in the world. So I'm not gonna anticipate a easier schedule. I'm a professional. These guys are professionals. I need to look in the mirror, be a better owner, because I have been putting out some bad lineups, and it's been getting exposed. But, you know, we'll see. It's a long season. Through the first half, I've definitely shit the bed. I think we uh, got a real shot, though, to make a run. Um, I'm composed. Got a lot of experience here in this league. A lot of good guys, so it's exciting things to see. Except, uh, like I said, I heard a heard a guy was on here talking about my team. Yeah, our last guest, uh, Michael Pucci. Well, Michael you know. Pucci. Let's not say that he was running his mouth, but he was just pretty confident, uh, you know, in his his team's ability to outperform yours. You know, which is funny because uh, the Bottoms, owned by Pucci, uh, they got their first win last week. Uh, they're one and four, and we also have uh, a surprise one and four team, Ryan Thome and the Possibles. Uh, shocking. A perennial Final Four contender. Actually, let me rephrase that. A perennial Final Four loser. He gets there, never gets over the hump. Huge monkey. He's the Steve Young of our league. Wow. I don't know if he'll be able to ever, you know, get the gif of yeah, the, exactly. you know, the monkey situation. But out of the three one and four teams, you know, where do you where do you see yourself here? You know, out of the three of you, who's most likely to make the playoffs? Oh, obviously I'm going to have to say myself. And then if I can't say myself... Um, based off just pure management and past accomplishments, it's hard to say because Pucci has a ring in this league. He does. Oh, we got, wait, is that Fournette? Is that, oh, Fournette. Fournette. Out of the one. Out of the one. That's good news for me. It's a good time to give it. Go ahead, reward the big dog. Let him get it. But, uh, I mean, to make the playoffs, I'm going to go with myself. And then after that, Pucci does have a deep roster. Dome has a deep roster. It's pretty much a toss-up. It's how much these guys want it. I see uh, Pucci has and Quay still playing the wires. He get first pick every week. So, he's getting dibs at it. I mean, yeah, that's that's one advantage. I mean, I I wonder how Pucci's going to feel this week that, that he doesn't have first priority, you know? Yeah, what's, what's his team going to look like? Does it help? 
But again, I'm not gonna pick on Poochie this whole uh, time on the pod. He got his first win. Congratulations. We'll see how uh, the rest of the season goes for you, boss. Yeah, Mike Evans not looking good. Honestly, today. I want to delete all the Poochie doc. I'm just I feel bad for picking on the guy. You know, it's you know I I would feel bad, but you know I will say congratulations. He stopped the wins left on uh, Ben's streak of five in a row. Uh, he broke uh, uh, or tied a, a, a starting record through five of one and four. He did not set the record for, you know, worst start in our league. He's actually, you know, he's turning around because, you know, one thing this league, you know, demands of each owner is, you know, to, to show some sort of, um, you know, effort towards competition. And he did this week, you know, last week, you know, and, and this week coming up. Let's shift to uh, divisional talk. Let's start with mine. Uh, we have uh, quite the conundrum here. Nice uh, three and two down the line. Uh, we have a divisional matchup between myself, the ladies, and Brian Canoy's pimps uh, with the Jags playing the mullets. Uh, a win for me this week and a mullets win would lock up the division for me, at least going into week seven. Uh, who do you think is the biggest contender out of this? Well, well, you guys have a very impressive division in my eyes i think that you all are the most formidable opponent i think this is going to be a Leonard for a touchdown as well that's awesome that's a good pick thanks for oh they didn't give it to us but let's go run it back i know it's second and goal yeah it's this is definitely a, a run formation yeah you know let's uh um let's get your thought there Leonard Fournette with the touchdown wow um let's get that score uh you know we're watching this live thursday night football uh you know adds a little adds a little flair to the pod 28 for Fournette on a Thursday night uh sniping touchdowns from Godwin from Brown um and even you know OJ Howard who was you know the the first touchdown target um you know before we jump back into divisional talk how are you feeling about the Fournette trade most of the league flamed you you know early on I was I was ridiculed for what I thought was an aggressive trade to get the guy that I thought would be best to fill my RB2 needs and damn, tonight looks like he's playing like an RB1. So I feel really well. I know Hollywood Brown's been playing well for Poochie. I think that was a good trade for both sides. You say that, but, you know, the, I think he started Hollywood Brown once. You know, you know, as we talk about management, you know, 30 points in your bench really doesn't No, I, I believe he's got two. two uh, I've been trying to keep up with Hollywood just to make sure that I, uh, in fact, did what I thought I would do. And like I said, Hollywood Brown's been playing very, very good football for him. Um, but he only plays one position, so he's got to get some help elsewhere. And uh, like I said, so do I. So do I. I'm in a hole right now, but I really like this performance so far to get me going. Yeah, so shifting back to divisional talk, uh, you know, you were saying about the North Shore. You know, when you get into non-divisional play, you know, running into the three of us back-to-back is, is kind of tough. Yeah, I mean, Absolutely. Absolutely. You guys have a hell of a division. Um, IBM definitely paid off for Bob this year. I don't know <laughs> who the fuck he was calling in on the calls, but it, it was very, very solid. Good work. Um, your draft, you got a lot of injuries, and you just traded away some key pieces. So we'll a lot see of how injuries. You out. know, that, that's a point of contention. You know, you, you've, you've said most of the night that – the Dawson Knox Cordell Patterson trade, you know, not not working out the best in my favor. Even though, you know, the set piece for me was Antonio Brown, who's produced um, 50 points over the past two weeks of ownership. You know, that's that's not, I can't really complain about that mm-hmm. production. Yes, did Cordell Patterson score 18 points for Mullets 
you know, while also seeing Dawson Knox with a, a 20 place. Uh, yeah. Right. Yes. Does that, you know, 38 points, you know, where, where Antonio Brown put up 31, a seven point difference. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess. Where Trey Sermon got zero. Yeah. With yeah, the healthy scratches. On paper. The, the Trey Sermon healthy scratches. Is that something you want to trade for? I just don't believe in it myself. Um, but again, maybe it'll pay off. Maybe maybe they're just resting him. You know, it's not so much that it's you know I had I I have Kittle and Gronk coming back from injury at some point. Um, you know, hopefully, ho- hopefully relatively soon. Um, Dawson Knox was a waiver move, uh, a quality waiver wire move that added trade value. You know, someone I could easily dump. You know, the week I dumped in wasn't the greatest, right? Where I had to start Evan Ingram. I got the win. Didn't matter. Um, and Cordell Patterson, I just don't think the usage is there. You know, yes, he's listed as a running back in ESPN. You know, attempts aren't there. And most of his production comes out of making sure that he secures a catch out of the backfield. And most of that is in the red zone. You know, outside of the red zone, you're not seeing much of Cordell Patterson on that field. It's Mike Davis and it's, um, you know, it's it's Kyle Pitts catching balls over the middle you know, in front of the defense or over the linebackers. You know, that's that was the rationale there. Antonio Brown is going to remain a huge target until Gronk gets back. And I'm okay with that. Antonio Brown's production is probably going to go down. But at that point, I can start Gronk. And I have, you know, more depth as people come back, you know, to, to start in the flex position. But again, you know, I think I think the, the, the biggest disappointment for me right now is Jalen Hurts. Uh, we'll get there. Uh, you know, I think our division's pretty strong. Uh, let's shift to yours. You know, this week's kind of a pivotal matchup, you know, for you against, uh, uh, you know, Kevin and the cabins. Uh, if we all remember, Kevin was the one who got, uh, aggressively drunk and screamed at everyone at the end of the, uh, uh, draft, uh, after drafting seven Packers. Uh, but he's leading his division and he's up a game and Jalen Hurts. God damn it, bud. Yeah, is, a- that, is that Jalen Ringer? That guy was so, wide uh, open and, uh. The cabins, I mean, rough. After yeah, after drinking thirteen beers and drafting thirteen Packers, it's been quite impressive <laughs> for him to uh, start off how he started. I really think that the Stephons who have swept me in the division are slept on. Um, I think they have his only two couple, wins, by the way. Ah, uh, but I think that they have a couple uh, holes they need to fix. But I think they're a very good team. I think they can be well managed. I think that uh, Kevin's team solely depends on Aaron Rodgers and when he wants to retire or not. So Yeah, that and Devontae Adams, right? I mean, if Devo- if you lock up Devontae Adams, no. he's kind of just like a middling average scorer, right? He's handcuffed. You know, the, he's, handcuffed. he's a 110, a 115 guy a week. But he is winning a division. Again, a guy who's had more than one win, can't talk really – I mean, he's, he's also the defending league champion. You know, he, he won, he's won his division two years in a row. And, you know, he's he's out there defending. Until he loses the grass, um, a.k.a. you and Vaughn start playing like real fantasy owners. Because uh, I think, Fair. you know, I think I think Kevin's in one of the weakest divisions, you know. You know, outside of, you know, South Shore, uh, you know, as we segue there, Mullets with their first lead of this division uh, since joining the league in oh. 2019. Wow, that's actually uh, embarrassing. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations on uh, such an accomplishment. It took you three years or so. I can't do the math here. But uh, right now, this league, his league is down. He's he's definitely rising. You're, you're, you're trending up. 
I feel the fleece is coming back from you. Honestly, you're a fucking magician. You're always putting out trades, and you you know what you're doing. I mean, he is, man. I I don't think you've you lost a trade. You never won your division, but you never lost a trade. So king I'll give king of the trade. You know, again, I don't think he won our trade. Uh, I don't think anyone lost. I think it, if anything, it's um, you know, it, it's a pretty fair. Yeah, it's fair. Trade that made both our teams better in that moment. Sure. Um, I think that the Helder scratch Jalen Hurts is in the red zone. Uh, just FYI. You know, the biggest surprise for me in the South Shore, it's got to be Thome. Um, you know, Scalzidi, I expected, I when he was leading the division a couple weeks ago, I expected him to falter. You know, the guy, the guy puts himself in precarious positions where he has to climb back. In the la- like, he'll have five games left, and he'll rattle off a 4-1 record. But he, he had just lost, you know, four straight. You know, it's. I think. I think he overmanages that and like the home team bear thing. Never. Why did you go well, Allen Robinson? And, yes, Montgomery looked good in one game. No, I mean I like the one David game. Montgomery pick. Um, I don't like talking about deals I offer other owners, but I definitely propose trades for David Montgomery. I like him as a back. I like how the Bears used him. I just think that uh, Scalzetti's kind of crashing and burning. He's dealt with some injuries. Um, yeah, and bad usage. And then you know? I think his trades. I think he aggressively trades as well. And like, yeah, yeah. I, just, I think I think I, when you say aggressively, I think he uh, he he. <laughs> it's not so much aggression as it is very lopsided in a lot of ways. Jalen Hurts, you know, uh, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, you know, I just I'll take the rushing yards again. This is just Jalen Hurts ownership. You know, it's you know you have Jalen and you understand. That so you might only get 15 points. <laughs> you might only get six points in three quarters, but that fourth quarter, he's going to give you 17 more, and you, you've had a 20-point day with an interception, which could have ballooned to 24 or 25. But if if you can have a 20-point scoring quarterback, I don't care how they get there. You know, court, court, like we were talking about this earlier. There's enough quarterbacks out there where you can find a 17-point score or more week to week. You know, this isn't someone I, I, I need to have. But he's been a top. He's been QB six through through you know through five weeks. Throw this touchdown, big guy. That yeah, he got pushed out. I miss the old rule where if you yeah. pushed a wide receiver out, it was a touch. Like if the if the referee was like, eh, he would have scored. You know, it's a it's a touchdown. Uh, I really hate this. You know, modern NFL change. Um, let's oh, shift. So close. That's uh, one. Yeah, it's one. It's a college touchdown. Um. Let's shift to Lakeside. Um, our youngest brother, uh, John, starting the league. Demons. Pretty, pretty demons. Strong start to the league. Uh, I was saying this to you earlier. I think it's the John Saunders fluke, right? I think every new member, you know, based on the number one pick, always has some sort of, you know, either fast start or, you know, some opportunity to, you know, to easily position themselves in the playoffs. Is this a Jalen Hurts rushing touchdown? This Jaylen is a Jalen Hurts rushing touchdown and then again this is what i was talking about so we just ballooned to a 13 uh not great <laughs> not, not great when i'm playing dead press guy um but yeah i've got some time you know like it can always project it at a 140 you know but again i've said this and i'll continue to say this i don't think brian canoy has the the managerial skills to weather bye weeks for six straight weeks yeah i mean I think he's got enough talent on his roster to let it do it for him. I think he drafted extremely well and it's showing off. But Probably I think that draft. realistically, 
um, he should be a little worried because his record, he drafted an undefeated team, and his record does not show that. He's kind of in a fist fight for the division. And if he doesn't get the division, yeah, if he, loses he gets a point. Week, he, it's a, it's a battle of points. Place. He's got he'll, – he'll, he'll win any battle of points. But the wins thing, if he can't keep winning, it's If he be a can't problem. keep up with wins, yeah, it's a huge problem. Uh, shifting back to the Demons, again, great start for them. I want to see how this team manages week six through through ten. You know, I want to see how they manage their bye weeks. They've, you know, a couple of their wins have come sub one twenty points forced. You know, one twenty is usually the bar in our league for um, gauging competitiveness. Um, he's also played Poochie twice, so can't choose who's in his division. He, can't. he took advantage of two divisional games, um, and then he won two games that were non-divisional. So I think that if he can pull off a win this week against Chocode, um, he's legit. And even if he doesn't, and it's a close game, he's still legit. He's beat everybody who's. He had to play pretty much, and uh, yeah, except Chode. He's got the Chode revenge game. If he uh, oh. if he wins this week, he is the number one seed in our league. Oh. You know, he controls his own destiny to uh, to uh, to a first round bye. Uh, really impressive stuff. Um, you know, jumping I mean, back right into the jo- the co- the codes of the Chode. Yeah, Chode's um, slip up last week uh, against the Bottoms. You know, I think Bottoms. You know, I was I was texting you. Um, you know. Uh, you know, Sunday after the three o'clock game, so this guy was done. This guy was zero and five. You know, he was ready to quit the league. You know, there's no way, there's no way that you could have any sort of interest in a team a month, a month and a quarter. You know, in I mean, hopefully you would as pride, but not all men are built the same. I mean, exactly, but he showed some resolve here. You know, especially yeah, when I thought that you know Keaton was Keaton was. I thought for sure he would hold on to the undefeated. The, the last undefeated, you know, title for at least at least two weeks minimum. Ah, uh, I don't think so. I mean, I think our league's just too competitive. Um, I rest Pucci a lot, but I think he's a good owner. He's all his games have been wins left on bench. Really, really diplomatic from you. You know, I thought I thought I'd have a little more trash talk or a little more controversy on this. I'm the you know, vice commissioner. On this, I'm, I'm the a vice one, commissioner. I'm, at, I'm, I'm sitting at a, what, what, a one and four seed. Like, I think that I could easily win out because I think that I'm better than a lot of these owners. But my record doesn't show it. Mm. It doesn't. You know, and, okay, so let's stop here for a second. 20 transactions. Can you walk us through the, the, the ID? Where has this ideology of the constant roster turnover equating to wins that you've rationalized where did this come from um and the league is talented as ours every point matters i don't understand the fixation on my transaction count um it it's has, twice as many as the next like the next owner and, and, and that's, number of transactions and that's literally like not, like that's like that's, statistically it's an anomaly and that's obviously nothing like stopping anyone else from in the league from doing it I haven't seen – I've absolutely actually seen a couple owners using this strategy, not the extent that I do, but uh, – Right. You, you you do it tw- twice as frequently as any other owner. Yeah, In absolutely. previous seasons, you've, you've made three times as many transactions as the next owner in transactions for that year. And, again, there's nothing illegal about that. There's nothing no. stopping any other competition to do it. I don't do it to Bogart get players. That's not like 
I just don't. It's I do it because I see a player that I think might give myself a competitive advantage. And in the years that you've led the league in total waiver transactions, your league record has been sub five hundred. Is it fair to say that there's a uh, a symbiosis or a positive relationship uh, between um, excessive counts of waiver transactions and uh, the number of losses that you accumulate in a season? Sure. If you uh, if you want to say that, I will let you say that. I will also challenge you to go back into the records, look at the injuries that I suffered and some of the matchups that I had and some of the people that I had on my team from wavering. And, you know, after that, look at some of the guys that played on my team. Sure. Is this a product of, like, how we diagnose um, um, uh, COVID infections where the more you test, right, the, the more, you know, infections you see, right, the more waiver transactions you have, the more likely it is that you're going to hit on someone at some point. You know what I mean? So I think that's less... I don't necessarily. Uh, that that has less to do with your your skills as a manager and more about volume, right? Kobe was a legendary shooter because he shot twice as much as any other shooter in NBA history, right? A few of them went down, yeah. right. you know. And Kobe died in a helicopter crash, so. Yeah, irrelevant, but yeah, I mean, I guess <laughs> you know, you know, like I guess if you want to. Uh, if you want to like find some sort of relationship between, you know, Kobe's, uh, you know, propensity to shoot, you know, volume shooting for scoring in the NBA with his likelihood to live, you know, yeah, like during helicopter, you know, flights. Um, yeah, I mean, like I'd be, I would love to see Kobe your shot twice there. as much as the next shooter, but he also flew twice as high as the next person in traffic. I mean, yeah. So you know, I guess I guess what we're taking away here is that you're you're rationalizing being bad and it directly being tied shoot to for the moon, crash into the mountains. <laughs> I love it. Uh, here on the here on the J Pod, uh, you heard Don't it here first. This audio. I'll get uh, this canceled. Yeah, I'm definitely putting this on YouTube. The and Kobe Bryant slander. Yeah, the Kobe Bryant Bryant slander. Uh, I'm gonna get 20 million views tonight. Um, <laughs> When we're when we're looking at um, scoring around the league, um, how do you feel being seventh and and having a negative point differential? Do you think point differential matters in in fantasy at all? Do you think there's any any merit to to having a positive point differential or making sure that your team consistently outscores the other team that you're playing week to week? As we as we sit here and the volunteers the volunteers are doing something. So I think sitting seventh on the scoring, that's literally last man looking in um, to the playoff race. Sitting scoring wise, I think that'll even out. I think my team is also starting to blossom scoring wise. And again, my strength of schedule has uh, been ballooned in the first half of the season. So we will uh, – I think my team started to hit its pace at a good time. Young players like Justin Herbert, Kyle Pitts are finally coming on and playing their roles like they should. Um, as long as I can keep that and stability from both backs and uh, get my flex receiver shirt up, I think I'm sitting pretty. Um, so we'll see how this things goes. 
Like I said, a lot of good guys in this league. Uh, let's see. You did put up 150 last week, 150 plus. How did it feel being only the third team to lose uh, a game in which you forced 150 or more uh, in a contest? Tough, tough to watch because I definitely scored 150 and then had that win left on bench. Had to be the guy that complains about that, but it's a, uh, it's a tough loss. It's definitely a tough loss because that win would have definitely put me right into the mix early. Now I'm crawling out of a deeper hole. Every week is uh, a new week, though. So Leonard Fournette starting this week off hot for me. Um, Has he reached 30 yet? Has he crossed the – no, he still has 28. Still, still a great performance. Um, any additional words, uh, you know, before we, uh, uh, you know, close this pod and get into the fourth quarter, uh, a.k.a. take this blunt outside and continue smoking it? Yeah, uh, I think we should run the pod back. Honestly, we should. Um, and yeah, let's go smoke. It's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty good audio. Uh, you heard it here first. Uh, thanks to uh, the owner of the Volunteers for joining the John Sires Memorial Fantasy Football Podcast. We look forward to interviewing all owners week to week, or as quickly or as rapidly uh, as we can produce these. Given that lead commissioner Hammond. As a newborn, uh, guy can't even hold up his head yet. Pretty useless as a human being. Love the kid, though. Uh, Join us next time. Uh, We'll have someone on. Uh, Until then, uh, good luck to none of you, and see you in the playoffs, boys. Uh, Good night.